What did you say, Haley Grace? <laughs> when a girl wants to feel with an individual waist, the right thing in your face you get feelings. I... <gasps> did you did you remember that? Okay, so I saw it on um I don't remember where I saw it last night, but it was like, does anybody else remember on Shrek 2 where they had the um, American Idol at bonus the end scene and it was American Idol. Okay, that's yes. where I just had that. The feelings is fun to stay at the because That's all I can think of is that exact moment. I remember that song, I Like Big Butts, being like, we can't sing that because it talks about getting a boner. And I was like, well, I've never gotten a boner with a girl, so. And oh. Well, anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Taylor, and who is uh, audioing in from her bed? Coming to you live from Mountain Brook. It is <laughs> Taylor Gray Evans. Uh, she's in the big house in Mountain Brook. The biggest house you can find the here. The biggest one. That's where I live. <laughs> Well, usually we're together, but this week we are a good 30 minutes apart because I am in my bed. She's in her bed. We clearly are living the lap of luxury as we record this podcast because the I had an off day and I didn't. Hostage. <laughs> I just didn't feel like getting out of my bed today. So I was like, can we just do this remotely? And she's like, amazing. Yes. So. This week we are discussing episodes 5 and 6 of Freak Show, Pink Cupcakes, and I and, and Bullseye. I almost forgot the name of it. Jeez. Um, we got a lot of... So, yeah, this week we have Poisoning, we have um, Spinning Wheels of Death, lots of things happening at the Freak Show. But first, let's talk about some American Horror Story news in a segment we like to call the Lana Winter Special. Equally reviled and celebrated, she is one of the most provocative and polarizing figures of our time. Lee Harris has agreed to an interview live on television. Welcome to the Lana Winter Special. So this week, a little light on the American Horror Story news. Um, Death Valley is now airing. Uh, and Red Tide has wrapped up. I don't really know how we're gonna discuss Red Tide and Death Valley. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna do like mini episodes on it, or just wait till we get to that part in the series and just dis- and discuss it then. Honestly, we really haven't decided yet. But in some interviews about Double Feature, Miss Angelica Ross confirmed that she is going to be in Death Valley, saying, "I am confirmed to be in the second half." So yes, I will be. In quite a pivotal role, I cannot confirm or deny whether it's the same role or a different role, but I will say that I believe there are some connections. And this I have seen on Twitter, people basically speculating that the chemist from Red Tide is actually an alien from Death Valley, making Death Valley somewhat of a prequel to Red Tide. So that's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, I, I mean, I assume there would be some kind of connection between the two of them, obviously, but I didn't really know how. So that could be very fascinating. Um, and then, not really news, but I just, he's so cute. Um, Mr. Nico Greetham from, who was on 
an American Horror Stories episode, the Christmas one. He is starring in Death Valley, and he's been posting TikToks of himself as his character, um, which basically just consists of him in his underwear dancing. And, I mean, what better promo for the show do you need? Um, yes, I will be watching. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. We've got, um, a quote and hot guys dancing in underwear. So, uh, welcome to American Horror Story. Alrighty, so, are you ready to dive into Freak Show, Haley Grace? Can you hear me talking still? Yeah. What? Is it connected to my AirPods? Girl, don't mess anything up. I'm confused. Maybe your mic just isn't as good anymore. <laughs> it's an expensive mic and they'll give me more money. Can you hear me now? Oh my god, I didn't realize how different that was. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I'm trash. Well... There you go. I'm T R A S H. Was it sound like when I eat my popcorn now? Disgusting. Ugh. You're not gonna let me start this over again, are you? It's a little ASMR. The what? Oh, no. <coughs> Not at all. Let's go. Okay. So, I'm not restarting <laughs> for the podcast. I'm not either. We're not doing that. So, um, we have now transitioned to higher quality audio for Haley Grace as she gives us our plot descriptions. Um, so, you're welcome. Let's go. <laughs> Anyway, are you going to say the name of the episode? Oh, yes. Uh, we already did, but okay. Um, so yeah, we're starting episode five, Pink Cupcakes. Okay. This is, this, this whole episode is so off. Okay. I know nothing about this episode. I've never watched it. No, um, I'm talking about us, us recording this. this oh, is, I've never <laughs> watched that like, either. <laughs> Thank you. I don't listen to us either because I remember recording us and I also edit us, so I don't want to listen to it ever again. <laughs> Never Anyways, heard of her. Don't know her. So, Stanley is fantasizing about an imaginary gala at the Museum of Morbid Curiosities in honor of his contribution. He and Maggie discuss his plan to obtain a specimen from Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. Stanley Yelnats. Yelnats. <laughs> Listen, his greatest role to date, and we all know it. I love Shia LaBeouf. I don't know I love Shia LaBeouf. Because he's a little crazy now. He's a little crazy. He was great in, like, Transformers era and Indiana Jones. Still be loving Shia LaBeouf. It's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Anyway, Stanley introduces himself to Elsa as a WBN TV agent. He's like, 
you want a show? Do you want to be famous? And Elsa's like, ugh, TV, no thanks. She wants to be a star of the silver screen. I don't know what accent that is, but I'm going to go with it. I don't know. I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> um, Maggie tries to warn Jimmy about Stanley. Pretend She's pretending to do a palm reading and that he should leave for New York while he can, but it don't work. Mm-mm. He tries to lay one on her, but she stumbles back. She's like, no. And he leaves. This is also the era, I think, that um, Emma Roberts beat the shit out of <laughs> Evan Peters in real life. Remember That's that? Why we do not like her. Oh, shut up. I love her. Well, do not. That's a you problem. because Team Evan Peters. I mean, I love Forever. Evan. She Damn. hurt him. I don't like I her. I just thought it was always so funny that, that like, they called for like a domestic dispute, but it wasn't her, him beating her up. She beat him up. <laughs> that happens. Anyway. Jimmy arrives at Dell's trailer to retrieve him as Ethel asked him. But he instead finds Desiree. 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 We've said this a hundred times. It's because I used to work with a girl named Desiree, and like it throws me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Mm. Anyway, she tells him that Dell has run away, and she's not in the mood to perform. Them three boobies are not in the mood. Mm, in the mood to perform when I have to get up and go to work every day. She tells Jimmy that he's wrong about Dell and all about the good times they've had together. He sits with her and tells her that Meep was the brave one and is dead because of him being a little scaredy cat. And Jimmy breaks down crying and she comforts him and they end up doing the nasty. Oh, I forgot about that. Me too, because I never watched it. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. oh yeah mm. I forgot about this yeah basically um, he starts like you know doing the thing and it causes her to bleed and he like she thinks she's I don't know dying or something so Ethel takes her to her doctor So, Desiree reveals that she was born in Philadelphia as Derek Dupree, having been mistaken for a boy, mistaken for a boy until she was 12, when she went through puberty and got three boobies. That also happened to me. It is revealed that she is... 100% 100% woman and that her wee-wee is just a really big f- yes. <laughs> it's a, I'll say it. it. Her penis is a really enlarged clitoris. <laughs> the doctor Science. Off- what? The doctor Science. offers to remove she has a third boobie. The- what Science. Anyway, the doctor <laughs> offers to remove one of her boobies and to reduce the size so she can be normal. 
and mentions that she can have children. Meanwhile, Jimmy takes over as the MC and introduces Elsa, who then sings again, Life on Mars, and the audience hates her. Listen, they heard that number one too many times. We need new content. Time to break out bad romance. Could you have imagined they were like breaking out bad romance? I would like this was the glee season of this show. I'm really surprised they didn't have like a group number. No bad romance unless it's in hotel. Because that was a straight up bad romance right there. Oh, I can't wait. I can't Tell me where the lie is. Can't wait. Moving on. Uh, Elsa takes Stanley up on his offer and gets all dolled up for some publicity photos for her TV show. And um, she is V-shocked when Stanley drives off with the twins in his car. And Stanley has another fantasy about killing the twins with poison pink cupcakes and giving them to the museum. But in reality, Dot refuses to eat the cupcakes for both of them because they need to keep their figure. They're on a diet. I don't understand those words. Diet. Figure. Yeah. Speak for yourself. You have been skinny and tan for years. Okay, well, I'm no longer skinny. Just tan. Girl, what? Goodbye. I'll tell you about it later, but I'm on Weight Watchers. (laughs) Are you really? (laughs) Yes. What? (laughs) Okay, your mic. Sorry, I was tightening a screw. Oh. Damn, it's like you were like coming through the wall. That? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Elsa and the Tattlers have a little chat about Stanley and what they've discussed with them. And Elsa tells them that she has arranged for a seamstress to make something for them to wear so they can look their best. Basically, she's trying to convince the twins that she's on their side. Like, I mean, I'm helping you. I'm your mommy now. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy. They make me uncomfortable. But yeah, um, moving on at the Mott Manor, Gloria finds Dora's dead body and calls up Dandy and then she whacks him upside the head and's like, she is a mother. Yeah, I don't basically even know. she she's says like, it like that, but I just imagined her. Like saying she actually it like that. literally says it just like that. Basically, she, she's like, you can't just kill people who are gonna be looking for someone. Like, if you're gonna kill someone, they gotta be someone that nobody cares about. Like, hello, get it together. Get it, get it together. Dandy's like, well, I'll hide the body, and Gloria's like, I always have to clean up your mess. Go to your room. Me with my kid after you kill someone, I. 
We'll clean this up, but go to your room. <laughs> so he goes upstairs and he works out in the playroom. Oh, yeah. This is, listen, okay. Is it, I think this is that hot scene where he puts like oil on he himself. He wants to be an actor, yeah, but also a murderer. Like, he has this like monologue about him being a god. It's really fascinating and psychotic. Cool. Well, Homeboy goes off about wanting to be a superstar, but then also realizing that he could possibly just be a, a psychopath murderer. Either way, he's famous. And then he stumbles along into a gay bar, probably Al's, for a <laughs> nice drag show. Stop it. <laughs> Miss that place. We need to go. Yeah. He stumbles into a gay bar, spots a poster, uh, trying to find Twisty's pal. And he finds Del there having a drink with a person named Andy. He's an artist and a hustler. A hustler. I like how you will watch movies like Magic Mike, who they're definitely hustlers, and you don't want to say the word hustler. <laughs> every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Are you, though? I wake up every morning, I go get this bread. She gets I don't that. Really... What what kind of bread is it? The crumbs. She gets <laughs> some day old. She gets the end pieces of the loaf of bread. I'm very blessed to have a job. Uh, low key, same. Anyway, so Dell pressures Andy to stay with him, but Andy says that he's still married. Del breaks down and Andy reminds him that yo, you're in my place of employment. Del leaves and Dandy approaches. Dandy takes Andy to the bus by paying him a hundred doll hairs, but insists that he is not a mo. <laughs> yeah, I mean I definitely think that Dandy is either bisexual or, like, just doesn't care at all. He's just like, I'll just do anything with anybody. I feel like it's leaning towards that because it's all, it's it's almost like he's so um, obsessed with himself that the idea of having sexual relations with anybody is just, like, below him almost to begin with. So I don't think he even cares who it is. Probably. I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I have Shut no up. radar on that one. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, so uh, Dandy's like, oh, we should get naked, but let's not face each other. And when Andy turns around, Dandy just gives him a nice little stabby stab and then just cuts him apart. And then puts his body parts in a tub of acid. Um, wow. 
Yeah. Andy, what? Yeah, there's like some. He doesn't take him all the way apart because Andy wakes up and is like, please kill me. And Danny's like, nah, trick. That's what, like, he like chops off something and then he's like, just go ahead and do the whole thing. Just kill him. And he's like, you know what? No. I take back what I, what I was doing. Here's your arm back. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) So, Gloria calls up the gardeners and is like, I need you to dig me a six-foot-deep hole. Um, I know my new garden only has to be 18 inches, but I need it to be six feet deep. <laughs> and don't ask questions. <laughs> uh, Dandy apologizes for killing Dora. And Gloria is like... Well, everyone in our family, including your daddy, were prone to insanity because we are inbred and we have to keep the line pure. No half-blood prince up in here. It's not a half-blood prince. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> Not Hermione. Hermione. Yay. You. <laughs> That's still my favorite. I found a necklace that has like all the letters. I thought I thought you were gonna say the that you found a necklace that has like that whole speech on it. I was like, no, but like all the first letters of that speech. Yes. Girl, please buy us one. Friendship necklaces. <laughs> Not me, not, not Hermione. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the purebreds. Is <laughs> she is gonna come up with a plan that is a safe way for him to be able to take out his violent impulses? My mama would never do this. She'd be like, "Get your shit." together or get out of my house she won't help you find people to kill get me fucked up call the cop i'm calling the cops literally that so anyway drunk bell returns home to his trailer desiree tells him about her visit with the doc and that she wants to try to have a baby but not with him that's a low blow right there I, I promise you, he don't want to have one with her. Um, she reveals that Ethel told her all about Dell's father and how he was a lobster man and that Jimmy is his son. She takes her things, calls him a freaks, and moves to Ethel's caravan. Ooh, girl party. Um, Dell goes to see the doctor, breaks his hands, threatening his family if he ever talks to her uh to his woman Desiree again oh yeah I think one thing that um Ethel really liked about this doctor which is why she took Desiree to him is that like the doctor didn't treat them like freaks he was just like being a doctor and helping and he's like yo I'm gonna take this I'm gonna fix it for you and make it beautiful yeah he was like I don't care if you're a freak you're paying my light bill I got a mortgage to pay. Yeah, he didn't care. He did not care. Anyway. 
So, Regina Ross, who is Dora's daughter, called, I can hear the birds and the bees in the background. The birds? Yeah, I could hear some birds calling. Yeah, there's some kind of, like, bird happening thing outside. I don't know. It is Dora. The aliens are coming. <gasps> Death Valley. Probably. God, are they anyway, okay out there? Jesus. Yeah, they're like... Ka-ka, ka-ka. Yeah, by the way, um, her daughter is, like, in school to be a, like, secretary or typist. I, I don't know what the fucking Barbizon is, but whatever. That's why they turned him into Barbie. Ooh, let me go. <laughs> anyway, she calls her mom after a missed phone call. They have a weekly little chat. Gloria initially is like, What's up? Why'd you miss our call? <laughs> it's like me when I call my mother. Like, how dare she not answer the phone? I am her daughter. You get, like, not mad, but, like, uh, all up in You're, like, frustrated whenever she doesn't answer How dare she think she's a grown adult? She has to answer me when she feels like it. Yeah. So, as they are a, about to hang up, Gloria's... As they... Bl- wait, what did you say? To hang up. Oh, I... What did you think I said? Hang I out? I don't know. I... Like, the way about you your said own that... Self? The way you said that, like, I, I got so confused. Sorry. That, 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 that was me, not you. Get your life. So, as they're about to end their phone conversation, Gloria talks about how Regina used to live with them and he, and played with Dandy. And she's like, what'd you think of me as a mother? And Regina's like... Reads are fulfilled. You were never really there as my mother. And Gloria's like, what are you talking about? And she's like... Regina basically says you were not really there as a mother, but basically like you had like helpers. And then Gloria's like, I raised Andy how I was raised. Yes. Which is with help. Gotcha. Uh, she talks about a time in Dandy's childhood when he was real sick and, um, called her to his room but she didn't go because she didn't know what to do and she didn't want to get sick so she sent the nanny instead me as a parent and after that dandy never called for her again it's kind of sad regina uh gets uncomfy and hangs up oh it's so funny she's like okay great gotta go thanks okay bye and then dandy shows up then dandy shows up nike and can in in blood and Gloria's like oh lord what have I done so then um, we see Elsa driving away with the twins to go get their new outfits but instead she takes them to Mott Manor and she's like hey Gloria you still want to buy these two because I'll cut you a a real good deal yeah I'm trying to get rid of them because they're cramping my style Two for one. Quite literally. (laughs) 
And that is where we end episode five, Pink Cupcakes. And now we will move on to episode six, Bullseye. Okay, ladies and gentle people. Gentle people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elsa has her little minions move a large colored wheel from a prop storage location into the big top and it's got a a large dummy strapped to it and she gives it a little spin and throws some knives at it just a little practice mm-hmm. um oh i heard that you heard my stomach you got a hum in your tongue I do have a hum in my tongue. I didn't know you could hear that, dude. <laughs> it was all loud as hell. Okay. I was just making sure I ain't got nobody playing fantasy football or playing football tonight in fantasy football. We're good. So anyway. She throws some knives at it and explains that it's for her TV show. Um Ethel gets concerned with Elsa leaving and with the twins missing that they don't have that much of a show left but Elsa promises promises that they will join her in Hollywood um the Carnies get together a birthday party including gifts um some lingerie and makeup (laughs) for Elsa yes that's exactly what it's called lingerie that's what we call it in my family. Anyway. I hate you. Um, but they give her these, or they get all these presents for her. And they have a surprise. One surprise is Ma Petite encased in pink crochet and promising to keep her warm at night. What is that? She's literally like, she's so small, she's like in a crochet. And she's like, I want to keep you warm at night, Miss Elsa. Like that's what she like says. a crochet blanket. I, I think so. It's something. It's not, I don't. I don't I, maybe it was like a scarf or something. I don't remember. But it's not huge. It's okay, like, so she's like weaved into the crochet. No, she's not in it. She's just like got it wrapped around I'm her, confused. and she's in the box. She's like surprise. It's like cute. Okay. Well, Elsa's like y'all. Why y'all so sad? And they're all like, we missed the girls. Elsa gets ticked and is like, yo, they betrayed us. They ran off. They didn't want to be a part of this anymore. We're going to forget about them. Yeah. This is a great example of, like, from here on out in the season, I mean, she's already been lying to everybody, but, like, this is a great um, example of how, from at least here on out, Elsa literally lies to everyone every five minutes. And does not tell the, a single truth <laughs> from here on out, at least. I ain't saying you're a truther. Or I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> Run over Oprah lately? <laughs> no. So, over at Mott Manor, Gloria has a surprise for Dandy. Uh, she's replaced Dora. Ew! <laughs> uh, 
Ugh, I read ahead, so I had to say She that. read ahead. Anyway. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Over at Mont Manor, Gloria has Dora's replacement gift Dandy with a lovely surprise. <laughs> Condoms. You get a condom, you get a condom, you get a condom. Mm-hmm. She's like, y'all use this. And in her head, she's thinking, they can't have no babies because what's going to happen when this two-headed lady and my psychopath son, who is genetics are already messed up, go straight up, ain't got no branches. God, no branches. <laughs> <laughs> that family tree goes straight up. No that branches. That tree goes straight into the air. Uh, yeah, she don't want anything to happen. Not at uh, all. Dandy's like, I love them and I'm going to marry them. Mother, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm oh, running away with them. my wife. <laughs> okay, cuckoo. Um, later, Elsa and Paul are cuddling in bed, and she's like, oh, "He's falling in love with me." And they've been having this affair for some time. He gets up and gets dressed, and she's like, "You can visit me in Hollywood," and he's like. I'm so honored that you would think so highly of me. And, um, yeah. So she asks for her cuddle and he brings Ma Petite to her bed. Professional cuddle buddy. <laughs> Ma Petite. Creepy. Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure they're all just like having sex with each other. This is gross. At Penny's house, Paul has his second night of, second part of his night of fun. He just getting around town. But the the only difference is that he is really in love with her, and he wants her to love him for more than just getting it on. Just for more than fornication. And um, her dad comes in, and Paul hides under the bed, and he gets onto her for her behavior. He is so awful to her. It's like the worst dad on TV, besides Ben Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a comparison. (laughs) But he gets onto her for her behavior and being absent with the freaks. And he's like, I'm just trying to keep you safe. Uh, later, Paul goes to the drugstore. He's looking for a gift for Penny. Um, Dandy comes in and is like, attention, attention to the clerk and the pharmacist. Um... And gets them to refuse service to Paul. And Paul stands up for himself, leaves. Um, yeah. 
cool. He said all that he wanted was to buy something from the store. He's like, okay, whatever, crazy. Clearly you did not want my money. All my monies. A doll hair. So back at the ranch, I get the, the, the circus tent. Paul and Jimmy have a combo about how the twins are missing. And, um, Paul's like, yo, that dandy kid was buying some girly stuff. <laughs> and when Paul mentions Elsa, Jimmy rushes to like, yo, 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 yo. And defends her. Paul tells him that Elsa is not as innocent as she appears to be. And that Jimmy is lucky that he can pass in society. Yeah, Jimmy's like, you should be happy you have a home. And Paul's like, bro, you have like, okay arms. Like, shut the fuck up. I cannot. That was the 2021 reading. (laughs) The revised version. <laughs> the, the, the revised version. So then we see Bet writing in her diary about how she is loving all of the attention from Dandy. And he brings in a cart of gourmet food and feeds her caviar. Remember when you saw caviar on, on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and you're like, disgusting. Please tell me why I was watching that show last night. Did you watch it? Else. There was nothing else on sure. TV last night. Sure. And so I was like, you, you, sure. why am I watching this? You just wanted to watch it. It's okay. It's okay There's to say you like the real house on nice. the Hills. She's like being nice to uh, what's her name. And then she's Sutton, like, do yeah. I want to forgive her? No, absolutely me. not. Literally me. But I'm not going to ruin everyone's chat. I can't believe you watched it. <laughs> I'm sad. You want me to do my imita- my my um imitation my uh Erica Jane imitation. Erica Jane imitation. Do it. Do I want to forgive her? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but do I want everyone else to be miserable? No. Literally, the next season of, of American Crime Story needs to be a reenactment of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11. <laughs> anyway, he feeds Bet some caviar. Bet some caviar. And they watch a movie in the private theater. Jealous. Dot, on the other hand, she's like, no, mm. no, no. I'm a prisoner. Um, Mama, I'm in love with a criminal. Uh-huh. Name that Britney Spears song. Literally. What you just said, right? Oh, you know that song? Yes, I know that song. I'm not uncultured swine. Oh. I grew up in her peak. I had a Britney Spears CD to play she in my one. boom box. <laughs> I probably had more than one, but... <laughs> it said Britney on it. Britney. Oh, you had Britney, the Britney album. It had Overprotected on it. Overprotected. I don't know if that's it. I'm just saying they say Britney Spears on them. Okay, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Continuing on, Um, yeah, Dot's like, huh, 
psych, we're prisoners, so I'm not falling for any of this. Dandy um, reads to them about surgically separated um, twins, and Dot comes to the realization that Dandy can pay for this surgery for them. So, she's like, maybe if I play along, um, I can fulfill my dreams of being a star, and I can get Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So, then the twins decide to read some more about these twins and find out about how one died. And so, Dot's like, I don't know. Should we do it? And Dandy interjects and says that we shouldn't have any secrets. And um, Dandy lets them know that he is actually the person who was behind the death of Twisty. And um, he's like, tell me a secret, Dot. And she's like, no. And he goes off the rails. On his temper tantrums. He's literally a five-year-old. He's stunted. Because his tree only goes up and has <laughs> no branches. That tree only going up thing cracked me up. That's like what I say about some... Uh, I'm just going... Have you heard me talk about the ugly tree? Yeah, and you fall and it hits you on the way down. He must have fell, fell out the ugly tree and hit all the branches on the way down. <laughs> I see. That's the problem. He's not ugly. He's just psychotic. I know. He's just cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. He fell out a crazy tree. Mm-hmm. He because there weren't any branches. Branch. No, there were no branches. Stop. <laughs> anyway, Stanley and Maggie meet in the field, and Maggie tells him that the twins are gone, and he's like, "I need money." And he suggests cutting off Jimmy's hands. Maggie's like, uh, I don't think so. And he's like, well, you should seduce him and then kill him. And she comes back with, um, my petite being easier for them to get. And tells him the plan to get her. And then here we are with another... (laughs) Elsa rendition of a song and she is serenading Paul with the September song and he's just trying to find any excuse to leave and she's like what's that smell and smells some perfume on him and is like who are you sleeping with (laughs) and he's like we're here to serve you what have you done with the twins? And she pops off and wakes everyone up. It's so dramatic and funny. She's and like, you need to wake up. I I can't I can't even do it. It's so funny. She goes off on them saying they are ungrateful and all that. And um she continues on her spill and is like I saved you when no one wanted you and she starts throwing all the empty boxes from her party and gets mad because they don't trust her 
blackmail. And she's like, you can prove your trust by volunteering for the will of death. Um, Jimmy starts to volunteer, but ball, ball, Paul. Ball. Like, bringing ball into this. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is like, I'll do it. it it's got to be me. So Paul gets strapped up there. And knives conveniently land near his shoulder, his crotch, and then finally way down deep in his bowels. Oh yeah, I forget he actually gets stabbed. <laughs> he gets stabbed. Um, all the carnies are upset and they get him they rush to get him help and Elsa's like, eh. Yeah. I think like I, th- I think like at first she's like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. And then later she's like, you know what, whatever. Continuing on, uh, Penny, because Penny would be concerned, she is trying to sneak out of the house, but her dad stops her with his shot. He's holding his shotgun. She says that she's going to meet the man she loves and he'll have to shoot her to stop her. Um, then Maggie sneaks into Mopatee's room and carries her off. And when they get to a barn, Maggie's like, we're going to play a game. This is so bad. You should hide in this jar like a butterfly. <laughs> this is you, like, convincing me to do something bad. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Maggie, she gets ready to pour, for, pour in formaldehyde. Penny gets to the freak show looking for Paul. Um... Elsa has him smoking opium for the pain, and he knows that there hasn't been a doctor called, and Elsa admits that she is like, eh, I'm not going to cry over you. And then Penny comes in wanting to know when the ambulance was called, and Elsa's like, we're no honey doll. We are no, we are in no rush, darling. I got to read that again. Penny Bussin wanting to know <laughs> how long it's been since the ambulance was called. And Elsa's like, we're in no rush, hon. The next day, Ethel is icing Elsa's birthday cake. And Jimmy's just like, chilling, kind of ticked. He expresses his doubt about Elsa telling the truth on many things. Eve is frantic that Ma Petite is missing, but both Maggie and Ma Petite return, saying they've been finding fireflies. Maggie tells Jimmy that they need to run away together very soon. He lets her know that there's something that he needs to do first, but get your bags packed. Um... Maggie goes to her tent and finds an angry Stanley, and um, he's mad that he's been cheated out of Ma Petite, and that her immediate backup plan is to trade Jimmy's hands. Gloria brings um, a a V-Sad dandy some snacks. Uh, He's been reading the girls' diaries, and Dot wrote about how he discussed her, and she is bored, and she's just using him for his money. 
Dandy cries while uh, Dandy cries while Gloria reads it aloud. Gloria's like, you should put all your attention towards Bet instead, and maybe it'll light a fire and dot. He responds to her talking about how the twins had nourished his soul, but there's nothing left in him and he will now show no mercy and accept his emptiness as a blessing and that his new purpose is to bring death. Jimmy stops by to have a chat with Gloria, um, saying that he's friends with Dandy Dandy tells his mom to let him in and that Jimmy is there to retrieve the twins. Oh, it's just so funny because when she answers the door, I vividly remember this scene. He's like, hey, I'm a friend of Dandy's. And she's like, Dandy doesn't have any friends. (laughs) So my mother answering the door for me. (laughs) Taylor doesn't have any friends. What are you talking about? Moving on. Ethel is waiting for Elsa with a slice of cake. Elsa is like, we're a family. And Elsa reveals that she once had a sister, but she died when she was a baby. And um, that she only reminded her parents of their loss. Um, So Elsa crafted her own family and she says she loves them all. But that Ethel is the sister she deserved. Um, Ethel's like, no one trusts you. And Ethel swears that if she discovers that Elsa has lied about the twins, she's going to kill her. And Elsa makes her birthday wish um, while blowing out the candle. And it's to just be loved. So there you have it. There's episode six, Bullseye. Um, We are deep into the season now. And, you know, again, I feel like this season is a season that has a lot of good parts that don't all work well together. Um, But we will see more of that as the season goes along. So we will move right along to our next category. Which is Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters, the ones you call depraved, they are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or a fright to people in need of entertainment. And in these episodes, we have some guest stars of note playing Andy... The hustler from the gay bar is Mr. Matt Bomer, making his first appearance in American Horror Story before he will go on to star next season in Hotel and then make an appearance in that those uh, shitty episodes of AHS Stories. Fun, fun, fun. And then playing Regina Ross, the daughter of Miss Patty LaBelle's Dora Ross is, do you know who it is, Haley Grace? No. Take a guess. Uh, I don't know. You you say her name very very well. 
Is it Gabourey Sidibey? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is Miss Gabourey Sidibey making her second appearance in American Horror Story. This season is a recurring character. Um, doesn't have a lot of screen time as she did in Coven, but she she puts her screen time to good use. And um, yeah, so those are our guest stars of note in these episodes. So now we will move on to our final section of the week, the Brightcliff Jukebox. Pack your camel. No, Gerard, it's not a cigarette machine. It's a great big music box. And for our maiden number, I would like to dedicate this one to our newest resident, patient number G2573, Miss. Judy Martin. Enjoy. And so, just as I had remembered, these are the episodes where you start getting so many, like, old German songs that I cannot pronounce. They're all very, very pretty. I could, I just cannot pronounce the names of half of these. Um, like, okay, let's try one of them and see how I do. How about Auf Wiedersehen, Baby, Ich... Yeah, apparently that's a song. Exactly. See you in Germany, bitches. Um, but apparently, yeah, there's a lot of those. And then, of course, we have a reprisal of Life on Mars. Um, and then apparently Fame by David Bowie is played, though I don't remember that. And then we got Slave to Love by Brian Ferry. Got Ebony Jump by Candy Johnson. Rosebud March by Canadian Brass. A lot of... Um, a lot of like instrumental music or big or big band t- type of music, and then yeah, wait, yeah, they're um, and then of course Jessica Lang does a cover of the American Standard September song. Um, so yes, the season continues its streak of being. Glee Horror Story, and yeah, so, you know, there are some more songs, again, though, I I just cannot pronounce these titles, but they are all very beautiful songs, and I do love the, like, old German big band kind of stuff, so, fun, fun, fun for everybody, so, uh, yeah, that's about all that we have for this week, next week, we dive into episodes seven and eight test of strength and bloodbath and this is where the season really really starts to go off the rails and also where evan peters makes his uh i guess it's his singing debut on american horror story or on tv in general and (laughs) oh yeah because you know yeah he sings in double feature but this was the first time he sings on the show um it's, it's kind of hot voila so yes there we have it that's all we have for this week where can everyone find you Haley grace if they would so like to see what you look like or stalk you and see what's going on with your life at hgh evans everywhere in all the places oh sorry oh she's so important she's getting calls everybody um and then you can find me 
on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor D H E R T Y, and then on Instagram at Taylor D H E R I can't D H E R T Y ninety three, and then can't spell his own name. I can't spell my own name. It's amazing. I literally tried changing my Instagram last night to like just all be the same it was like sorry someone's got this I'm like who is this person who is this person i need to know um you cannot then, change your twitter what did you say change your twitter no my instagram i tried to change my I instagram like, just sure. being taylor d hurdy not taylor d hurdy 93 apparently someone's already got taylor d hurdy i don't know what the deal is but yeah and then you could find this program on twitter and instagram at die in their pod and while you were listening to us, give us a nice review, a nice little five stars, a nice little tidbit about how sexy my voice is. I would greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, that's all we got for this week. Say bye, Helly Grace. Goodbye. I like how it used to be like, bye. Now you're just like, yeah, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>